lost my camelback on a recent trip, so I've got on a screen the canteen. But I'm going to pass it to you now. I have a pirate water bottle. Thank you. <laughs> so this will be a little bit of a different survey than I normally give, and it is going to involve a couple of big words, and as usual, may or may not include questions like congregation, which we're welcome to answer. We're sitting in silence, as I know many of you like to do. Um, we're going to start with a big word. Because some of you, not as others of you, called hermeneutic. Say it with me. Hermeneutic. Okay, it's a big word, but it's pretty easy. It means what do we do when we find things uh, that contradict each other or, let's be honest, that we simply don't like in a text like the Bible? How is it that we interpret figure out where the truth in the Bible is? And that's what hermeneutic is. And uh, many of us in this congregation, at least a few of us, I won't name names, but you know who you are. And boy, we call it a hermeneutic of suspicion, saying, I'm a little dubious that things like this happened exactly the way they said. We're not going to name that, but we know who it is. <laughs> but there are other hermeneutics we can choose as well. And we're going to get into that as soon as we talk about this idea of biblical marriage. So we had a great story a few weeks ago. We had the story of Isaac and Rebecca. And I love to tell that story because you don't really expect it. And that's where those of you who are here, or the one or two of you who may have forgotten the salient details of my sermon, involve Rebecca uh, being chosen because the servant of Abraham was out tasked to find a wife for Isaac. Said, I will choose as Isaac's wife the woman who offers to water my camel. <laughs> as we talked about that, camels drink a lot of water. And so if there's a woman carrying a bunch of water, well to the camels until they are no longer thirsty. This is a very strong and powerful woman. And furthermore in that story, it's explicit to serve Only take her if she agrees to come. If she agrees to come. Not if the father says it's okay for her to come. But if she agrees to come. So the story of Isaac and Rebecca, we had the evidence that there was choice that was the foundation of Isaac's love. And so luckily that theme has continued to today. Especially since, at least in this translation, you see, well, Rachel has supposedly had a 
collection of stories that are told for reasons. And I was reading Walter Brueggemann this week, who's a famous theologian uh, that tends to be popular at UCC, and he points out there's a little bit of humor in this story. And part of that humor is that Jacob is the trickster. Right? Jacob is the con man. He's the one that tricked Esau. He, along with his mother, tricked his father into giving up Esau's birthright to him, Jacob. And so he walks into Laban's camp, not expecting that Laban, but it turns out, is a better trickster than he is. And so this is a little bit of irony, a little funny for that reason, that Jacob has suffered the same misfortune that he has caused Esau. At the same time, we see something else. Laban was sort of holding back from Jacob. Jacob shouldn't know this. It is not so long that his family has been living in a different country. But Laban says, no, 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 no. You don't get married. The second daughter first. It is the eldest daughter who has the primacy. She gets to be married first, not the younger daughter. Why is that? Because Jacob has spent his entire life trying to serve the rights of his older brother. And so Laban is finally saying, ah, no, I don't know how you do it in your country. But in this country, And then finally, another, another reason to get into this is there are, of course, enemy stories in the Bible that talk about another country. And in this case, you know, Jacob's gone back to Aaron to find a wife. You've got a little, a little bit of geopolitics. Because part of this, too, is turns out Israel and Aaron didn't always get along. And so you have this great story talking about how tricky the Aramites are. Another reason to distrust them in political feelings. So you have all these layers.
that you can reconcile. You know, a common way is to say, basically, Jacob was the chosen God, and therefore all this stuff happened in order to advance God's plan in the world, people the world with Jacob's uh, sins. I find this unsatisfying. I find this unsatisfying because the question is, what do we do with that? Are we also the children of Jacob? Is this promised to us specifically, the way we made specifically to Jacob? Your descendants, Jacob. And we are certainly spiritual descendants of Jacob. It's not clear we are physical descendants of Jacob, but some of us may be. Is that a blessing to us? What do we learn of that? Or is it specifically to Jacob? Is it just him that has this particular kind of marriage? It's unsatisfying. It's also unsatisfying because I don't like this picture of Leah trapped in a loveless marriage for an entire life, overcome by jealousy towards her own sister. I don't like that, partly because I believe God is love. How many of you think that? Think that? So how do we reconcile that? Do we think Jacob should have loved her? Do we think Leah's unrequited love for Jacob was enough? I don't think so. I think we need to reconcile these and say, you know what? We have no choice but to think that God loves us. This is the story that Jesus Christ tells us, that God loves us so much that he sent his only son into the world for us. That God loves us so much that Jesus showed us the way to conquer death and fear and the fear of death in his resurrection. That God loves us so much he does not want us. God does not want us to be trapped. by our hatred, by our bitterness, by our resentment. So we need to look at this story and see how we can have the bitterness and the resentment. And one way we do it is to say, this is a story that maybe not everyone is proud of. This is a story that records the sorrow of Leah. This is the story that shows human failings and says, you know, sometimes the wrong thing Sometimes marriages happen on the basis of tricks, and sometimes they're victims. But we can look at that story and learn from it and say, God does love us. God wants us to be happy. We learn that there was some consolation for Leah. She did at least have those children. And for her in that time, in that place, they were consolations. They were things that did bring her joy, although not as much joy as had been in a marriage that was loving. As we look through the Bible, we can find this over and over again, especially in the Old Testament, which is as much a history of people as it is any kind of philosophical text, depending on what part you look at. You say, what do we learn from this about God? What do we learn about God in the story? And do we wish to emulate these circumstances? Because I think one of the great things we got in Jesus Christ was the reminder that our perfect is love. When we look through the Bible, we can look through and find things that we're doing wrong. We can look through and find models and codes of conduct for us to explicitly follow, where we can say, this thing is full of different contradictions. And I don't know the reason all of them are included. But I'll tell you this. We can find God acting somewhere in this story. We can find 
more love and more hope. In this, in this case, in this story, we do have a love story. Rachel did love Jacob. Jacob did love Rachel. So there was joy in that, and there was love. At the same time, Laban loved both of his daughters. And he did not want to humiliate Mia by having Rachel marry first. He did not want to make it clear to the world there was something wrong with Mia and need for marrying. Did Laban make the right choice? I, I don't know. Trapping in a loveless marriage is not a great choice, but it was something that he was trying to do out of love. And I say to that, oh my, am I glad now that it's okay to get married before my older siblings? Anyone else? You're glad that you didn't have to wait for some sibling to marry before you did? Children of God, and that was for us as much as it was for Jacob 